Hi, and welcome to the Seeing Deep Podcast, where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. This month, we have been discussing embracing and thriving in change and in the battles of this life. And back with me this week to help us discuss how to do battle is Catherine Bird, the author of the Moms and Daughters Bible Study, Armor of God. Catherine is an author and speaker who is passionate about moms and tween and teen girls and loves to encourage each small and tall in their own journey of faith. Amid this crazy thing called life, Catherine simply seeks to glorify God through her family and faith. Catherine and her husband currently live near Austin, Texas, with their two daughters, one lovable Australian shepherd and the quirkiest chocolate Labrador retriever ever. When Catherine is not at her desk writing, she can often be found in bar class, scoping out some fun new hiking destination with her family or jumping on the trampoline with her girls. She also believes wholeheartedly in yoga pants, Taco Tuesday, and Aggie football. Catherine holds a bachelor's degree from Texas A&M University. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Thank you again for inviting me. I'm excited to continue our, our discussion. Me too. I can't wait to hear uh, what you have to share. And I have to say, looking at your bio again, you know, when you say you're not at your desk writing, I have to tell you, I do not write at a desk. And I'm thinking maybe I should, but <laughs> I have to like get into my sweet zone. And it might be like a recliner chair. And then I, oh, let me go outside for a while or let me go on the screen porch. <laughs> I got to move around a lot. But uh, do you find it it is useful for you to be at a desk? I do because I love nature. And when I try, I have this beautiful patio that my husband built me that when I go outside, I get distracted and want to play in the dirt and listen to the birds sing, or, um, I, I definitely need structure when I'm writing, but I write, I light a candle and I have music playing. I definitely create ambiance. Um, I think it's just because I need the discipline of sitting upright. I might take a nap or get distracted. Well, I have to try that method because I, usually I think, okay, this is just so weird. Like I'm sitting here, but there's something about, I think it just seems more comfortable. It may be comfortable. Isn't always the best. So I'll have to try that next time. Um, yeah. So the scripture for this episode is Ephesians six back in Ephesians again, verses 18 and 20 and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind, be alert. And always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I'm an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. You know, I think the message our daughters and moms need to see today is that we need to stay on alert. We cannot coast we must be suited up because the enemy is always prowling around, as it says in 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Now, this said, you know, I don't believe we're called to be in panic or, or anxious, but there is this sense of being discerning and wise. So, Catherine, how do we stay on alert and how do you recommend moms and daughters live that out? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I think faith over fear is an important thing to practice and it does take practice. It's mm. essential for all of us to remember that the war between God and the enemy has already been won. I think sometimes our fear and anxiety can 
can ratchet up to a level and, and we sometimes need reminding and that gentle reminder that while we the battle is raging, the war has already been won and that God is eminently more powerful than Satan, right? Like it's not even a comparison. Uh, when Jesus died on the cross, he took even more power from Satan and that made him very angry and saying he's jealous of our God and everything that the enemy does is just to focus uh, to distract us from focusing on and who matters most. And so staying alert simply means paying attention to me. Uh, the enemy loves to distract us. We call it the spirit of distraction, uh, which is alive and well in the bird household. And believe it or not, the enemy actually fears people. I believe this with all of my heart that the enemy actually fears people who work in the name of the Lord. And I think mm. this goes for our young people too, because just because you're young doesn't mean that you're not working in the name of the Lord. Kindness can be shown at any age. And we can thank God at any age for the opportunity to shine the light of Jesus on someone who may not know him. And wow. so I think, I think that, you know, I get the tendency for anxiety and fear. I, look at our world today. Uh, we live in a broken world. It's plainly obvious, but I would challenge moms and daughters to remember that in spite of current events, that there's still great cause to be thankful. And when I feel the fear or anxiety creeping in, I stop and pray. And I know you were saying like, that's kind of the churchy answer, but it is truly as I've developed in my spiritual life, even if I can only do it silently, I pray, or I listen to worship music and remind myself of God's goodness in my life and the lives of those around me. Cause the truth is everyone is struggling and God is so mm. thankful too, because sometimes in those instances, he nudges another friend or a trusted companion to pray for me or reach out to me. Um, that's happened to me where the name of a friend pops into my into my head or on my heart. And sometimes I, I, if I'm busy, I kind of resist the Holy spirit's nudging, but then I reach out and I might hear a, Oh my gosh, I was, I've really had a rough week. Thank you so much for, for calling, or I really needed to hear your voice or something of that nature. So I would encourage moms and daughters again, to listen to that voice inside and learn to discern the Holy spirit and talk back to him. Amen. I so agree with that. And I think we neglect the great gift of being able to have conversation with the God of this universe. And, you know, we can push it off and, and say, well, we'll do it later when it's just right there, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but it just, it takes, as you say, too, discipline and, and a willing spirit mm -hmm. to, and, and to recognize our great need of it. It's not just a, a super Christian thing to do do it's a super necessary thing to do so thank you for sharing that so continuing on uh discussing our armor Catherine the sandals of peace what insight can you share on applying that piece of armor to today's tween and teen girls oh my gosh so the sandals of peace or the shoes of peace um is a big one for me personally because the enemy loves to steal my peace so I'm a nine on the Enneagram for for those of you who know what that is. And I crave harmony and peace. I've learned to recognize the enemy's attacks in this area of my life, especially since I've started writing Bible studies. I find myself, um, it's a pretty um, anticipated, like I, it's just, it, I know to expect them, especially when we get closer to launch day. Uh, so when we talk about what comes with the sandals of peace, we're talking about the peace that passes all understanding, right? Like that Philippians 4, 7, yeah. 
um, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So for me, the enemy is like a thief in the night and he just wants to, he just wants to steal my peace. And so Satan doesn't work alone, right? Remember he has an army of his own. And one of the armies, one of the enemies in this army is the spirit of worry. I don't know about Mm -hmm. you, but what does he steal? He steals our peace. And this is a tried and true tactic of Satan to knock us off balance. And the, the sandals of peace help us recognize and rebuke these types of spiritual attacks because worry, I mean, not only psychologically, but physiologically, it's not good for us. So if we let the peace of Christ rule our hearts, the enemy won't have a foothold for his lies and deception, which is really, really important. Um, so we're not looking for the peace of this world, right? We're looking for Jesus's peace, the peace that only comes through hope and salvation in Jesus. And so our preparation for battle comes from the gospel and the good news about Jesus. I mean, it's called the good news for a reason. So not only do we find our peace for ourselves, but we can also tell others how they can have peace, right? So we're literally passing the peace with our, like letting other people try your shoes on, your sandals of peace. You know, I also was a nine on the Enneagram. And <laughs> of course, you kind of feel like you have a little halo over you. And you <laughs> it's like, I'm the peacemaker, everybody. But I realized that for me, a weakness in that was that I could be a people pleaser because I desperately, hey, I want everybody to be happy with everybody. Um, and so it's funny how with all the different uh, personality things, there is such a strength in it. And there's a weakness too. And so I appreciate your sharing that. Um, So what about the shield of faith? What does that look like? So I think the shield of faith is, is different from the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and the sandals of peace, because we don't wear it, right? We use it as Mm -hmm. a cover. So much like a Roman soldier would have used a shield to deflect you know, an onslaught of enemy arrows, raising our shield of faith means we trust and rely on Jesus, no matter what our life circumstances may be. And I love that Paul used the description of a Roman soldier for the armor of God. It's so clever. This was an image that would have been very familiar to the people of the ancient world. And Roman soldiers carry these huge shields, huge, they look like doors. And prior to battle, soldiers often dipped their shields in water. So the enemy's flaming arrows were extinguished upon contact. So just like a Roman soldier mm. wet his shield before battle, we can wet our shields metaphorically by engaging in activities that deepen our faith. Like again, reading God's word, praying, worshiping, respecting God's authority, building community with other believers, staying true to what God has called us to do. All of those things that help us take up our faith, so to speak. Oh, love that. And, you know, when we do, as you mentioned earlier too, faith dissolves fear, mm-hmm. you know, um, but sometimes we can, people can feel like I'll share things to encourage people. And sometimes it's like, well, but my feelings, my feelings kind of trump that, right? Because I feel this really strongly. But when we place faith over top, and we choose to believe God's word over our own thoughts, our own feelings. It really is a powerful uh, piece of armor that we have. Now, how about the helmet of salvation? Okay, so God's provision of the spiritual helmet, I which I actually love. Um, I'm a heart person, not a head person. So sometimes I don't 
immediately think of the logic, but this is really important. So spiritual helmet, think of as, um, well, it protects your mind, right? So a soldier in, in modern days too, their helmet, they, even modern day soldiers wear helmets on their heads because a head wound on the battlefield is serious business. So what that means is that we're guarding our minds, which is just as important as guarding our hearts. So just as the breastplate of righteousness protects the heart, which is one of our most vital organs, the helmet of salvation protects our head. So as Christians, Paul tells us to put on the helmet of salvation, because without it, we leave ourselves exposed on the spiritual battlefield. And much like Roman soldiers, helmet protected the brain, which we know is central to controlling movement of the body and unconscious functions like breathing, etc. The helmet of salvation protects our minds. So we think how we think determines predominantly how we act, right? And a well guarded mm-hmm. mind helps us stand firm against the schemes of the enemy. So that when we protect our mind, we're less susceptible to those whispers that the enemy might say of, oh, it's okay. You didn't study for your test. Well, that's okay. Amanda did. And she's offered to let you look at her paper. No big deal. Or it's an open notes quiz. And oh no, I didn't have my notes, but so-and-so did. And I can use a copy of their notes. So there's infinite numbers of situations where we can guard our minds, right? Uh, So important. Yes. Well, you know, uh, Proverbs 4.23 talks about guarding our heart for it is the wellspring of life, but uh, different translations, I think it's the GNT talk about watch your thoughts, you know, because that will impact your life. And so it's so important. Um, and, and that's why, you know, I have a book coming out next year called Make Up Your Mind, mm-hmm. because we do have an option to choose the thoughts that we want to think on. And they do impact our life. So I, I for me, that's one of my favorite pieces of armor right there. Um, because as we set our thoughts on things above, and really, like you said, there's um, thoughts also goes with the heart. In our emotions, it's that seed of the will and our emotions. As we set that on Christ alone, um, then that is going to guide us through all the tricky situations, like you just said. Do I cheat on this test? Do I do this? It's doing what's right because our thoughts are fixed on God's way. Now, yeah, what a, about another one of my favorites? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I want one more thought on that. Is the song that comes to mind is that little. It's the, the kid's song of, oh, be careful, little eyes, what you mm-hmm. see. That, I think that is such a, it, it's such a great guide for how to protect our, our minds. Because once you see something, we've joked about, oh, I can't unsee that, or I can't unhear that. Well, it's true. So guarding the heart, which is, I mean, mm-hmm. the line, directly linked to your heart, um, is so critical um, to our lives as Christians. Yes, it is. And another critical piece with that, which helps us as we seek to have our thoughts be pleasing to God is the sword of the spirit and the word of God. Can you share on that? I sure can. So the sword of the spirit is the only offensive piece of armor in our spiritual arsenal arsenal. And we use it to cut through every attack and every defense the enemy can raise. So the sword of the spirit is the word of God. It is God breathed. Uh, I love, uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. And the word was with God is John one, one, right. And John's use of the word 
logos is so incredibly smart because he's literally talking mm-hmm. about um, the word, not only as the word, as the, as a written or spoken word, but also as the person of Jesus Christ. So as image bearers of the God who literally spoke our world into being, our words have power too. Mm -hmm. And when we use scripture and we speak that word aloud, it has immense power. That is why I'm so, so, so um, passionate about personalizing scripture. I tell my moms and daughters and Bible study all the time that it is called the living word for a reason. And just like in the Roman times when Roman soldiers often customized their swords for the battlefield, well, the word of God is very personal. And we can take scripture and we can apply it to ourselves. We can write it down. We can personalize it. And it's so, so important to familiarizing yourself with your offensive weapon, your, the offensive weapon that you're using to cut and to, and to stand firm against the enemy. You need practice and learning how to wield it. And I think that is one of the best ways to do it. Yeah. And the word of God won't return void. It just, it won't. And I think about Hebrews 4, 12 and 13, you know, it is able to divide, you know, and help us to understand even our own hearts. God sees everything clearly. And the word of God just helps us, illumines for us what we need to see and understand. And I'm so thankful for the role of the Holy Spirit in there as well uh, to reveal things to us. So, okay. So we have the armor in place. Um, all y'all listening have your armor in place, and now we need to have a strategy. How do we strategize for battles that we have no idea are coming our way? Thank you for asking this question, because I think sometimes we stop the conversation too soon. And the armor of God is more than just the pieces we discuss. It includes a strategy for prayer. Uh, Paul understood that prayer was important and the role of spiritual battle around us, which is why Ephesians 6.18 is so important. He includes prayer as part of the spiritual armor of God, not as an afterthought um, or a new idea, but he intended the armor of God to be put on with prayer. If you've seen the war room with Priscilla Shire, I think it's a really great visual representation mm-hmm. of strategy for prayer. And I tell my moms and daughters, incorporate scripture into your prayer. And if you're having trouble connecting with a translation of the Bible, pick a different one. I was well into my adult years before I found a translation that spoke to my spirit. I grew up in the King James version, which is beautiful, but we don't speak that way anymore. And I had a tough time making that personal connection to scripture, grab a different translation and allow yourself to connect with the word because it is so incredibly powerful and so essential to the strategy for prayer. Yes, definitely. You know, I, I try to read a different translation every year. What I've been doing the past four years in particular is using a translation and writing to one of my children Mm. for a whole year while I'm doing my Bible reading plan and, but uh, NLT, I just loved. Um, and, you know, I'm doing the NASB this year, which is a great um, translation as well. Uh, NET translation. There's so many different ones that are all, you know, excellent, but you do want it to be, there's a thought for thought, you know, which is like the NLT. And then there's more of a word for word, which would be ESV. Um, and I, I think, um, 
what I love to do is go on biblehub.com and you're looking up just a verse and it will show you like 30 different translations there. And it's just a neat way maybe to get a, a fresh insight into, you know, a verse. So, uh, so Catherine, yeah. Is there any last thing that you'd like to share with moms and their daughters? Um, just to be encouraged that they're not alone, mm-hmm. that we are all here as, as a community of believers. Um, I would love to be a source of encouragement to pray with moms and daughters. So please feel free to email me or, um, shoot me a direct message through Instagram or Facebook and and let me know how I can be praying for you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and I just really appreciate it. And y'all, you put that armor on and I'd love to hear how her book has encouraged you. You've been listening to the Seam Deep podcast where we dive into the word of God for the answers to life's problems. (laughs) 